0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Cart Overflow. I'm your host today again, Furukawa, and we will focus on e-commerce marketing strategies, tactics, ways to help grow your brand. And today we have a special guest, Simon Severino, who is going to be talking about how to actually take the strategy and how to make create more efficient strategies, how to execute. But before I actually mislead the conversation of where we're going with the strategy sprints, Simon, thanks for joining. Welcome to the show. Hey again, hey everybody, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. So you have recently released a book called Strategy Sprints and I was wondering if maybe you could just talk about what strategy sprints are and how it relates to creating an agile business and and, uh, kind of like helping growth.
1: So it's 21 years that I am only doing one thing every day and that's helping teams to improve go-to-market everything, marketing, sales, entering a market, crushing it in that market. And and so I love everything around it. And there are so many hard problems. One is, you know, how to enter the market. Then how to create actual value in that market. And then how to retain those clients. And and then how to turn them into ambassadors. And so each chapter goes into one of those big problems, and and shares how we coach everyday teams in those situations, how it feels like, and what you can do. And I literally share my blueprints and my checklists. And we will, we will go through some, some of those in this episode. And, and from their perspective, so it's from the client perspective, they have to launch a product, but they don't know which email series and what should be in each email and what's the order and the cadence. They have a churn rate of clients not coming a second time. How, what can we change to make them come back and buy a second time? And what can we do to make it so sticky that they will tell their friends? So this kind of problems, that's what we explore. And every business owner has those hard problems right now. So that's why it's it's really relevant. And I, I deeply care about these topics.
0: Yeah, for sure. So these are these are like kind of the enterprise name brands, household names, BMW, Google, Crayon. And I, I most of this audience is is more of maybe the early stage where the, the startup kind of like looking to get to that household brand name. But what I, what I love about your strategy or, or kind of the promise of these strategy sprints is that it's kind of time box, right? So you have 12 distinct sprints. And the end goal is that from the beginning to the end, the end being like ninety days, I suppose, there is going to be marked clarity on what the strategy is and how to remove some of the the bottlenecks or things that are withholding growth. Maybe can we start to get in the weeds of like from the start of the sprint and and what that looks like through kind of like actually executing on this.
1: It starts with us creating a game plan based on a quick survey that they, we we ask them to, to complete. And then we know enough to create a 12-weeks game plan. So it's very practical. In this week, we'll solve the client onboarding problem. In this week, we'll get you out of the weeds. We'll get 10 to 14 hours back from your time because we automate stuff. We outsource stuff. We dele- we'll, we'll teach you how to delegate more. And then in that week, we work on... Dividing setters and closers in your sales because it's too mixed up. And in that week, we work on marketing so that marketing can really be conducive to having people actually buy. And so these kind of things get in a practical game plan 12 weeks, 12 things to solve, and then let's go. And there are three habits and three strategies that are the base, the the core of the strategy sprint method. The three habits are daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit, daily. Write down how did you allocate your time today and pick one thing to delegate or automate tomorrow. Everybody in the team does that, even if it's just three people, but everybody in the team writes down and then goes, hmm, this one thing, a software might be better suited to do than me. So tomorrow I'm going to delegate this. Yes, I love using the CRM, but I don't like the data entry part. So tomorrow I'm going to delegate the data entry part. And first is always, is there a software that can do that? And if not, okay, can I hire somebody to do that? Then there is the weekly habit. The weekly habit is a real-time dashboard of the three main numbers, the marketing numbers, the sales numbers, and the ops numbers. And they have to pick one number. And that number will be reviewed every seven days. So it's measured all the time in real time. But every seven days, we will learn from that. Marketing number tells us, are people picking up? It can be an opt-in number, it can be a number of subscribers, can be a number of trials. A sales number is actually conversions in, in dollars. And then a, an operations number can be the churn rate. How many people do we lose if it's, a, if it's a subscription per cohort per week? Or if it's if it's not a subscription, how happy are those? And the happiness level you can measure in different ways. The best is in referrals. How many referrals did they do? So if they brought you two people and you have 10 clients and they have brought two, then the number is 20 and that week's referral number is 20. And then you can measure if in the next week it's it's 21 and 22 or it's going 19 and 18. That's the weekly habit, dashboard. And then the monthly habit is a quick competitive analysis. What else can the client do on their own? Where else can they buy if not from us? What are from the 10 features, the two where we are winning, the two where we are losing against our competitors? And how can we reinvest in the next month directly? 20% cutting from where we are not winning and reinvesting them immediately in the two features where we are currently winning. So we we will crush it. Let's say the, the one feature that I have is having only senior consultants and never having junior consultants. So I cut from where we are losing, for example, creating industry reports on something. That's where our competitors are better. So let's cut immediately 100% from those reports. And I reinvest those 100% immediately into hiring one or two new senior consultants. And so I'm already winning via that feature and I'm crushing it in the months ahead and it's much harder for my competitors to grab my clients because I was already well positioned and winning but now it's even more defendable. That's the monthly habit. Got it. Okay. And then... This
0: this is kind of like a a 90-day, and then so it's rinse and repeat. So you do these daily, weekly, monthlies, and then on an ongoing basis where you're reevaluating. Is is that correct?
1: Yes, that's the core, daily time review and weekly numbers, and three times in one sprint, competitive analysis and rebudgeting of the next month's feature uh, focus. That's the core. You can call this the operating system of your business. When you have that, now you have an operating system. And that alone is a big shift for most teams. Because most teams, when they start sprinting, they don't have that. Then and we learn this from the very mature teams, because the BMWs, et cetera, they have that. But the small entrepreneurs that start out of passion, you don't learn that in school, and you don't have time to create those systems. So we create those systems for them, and they're plug and play. The second thing is, okay, what to focus on so that you can double revenue, right? Now you have only something that gives you control over running the business. but doesn't mean that you're scaling fast. So let's go to a revenue side. and And also we can talk about the cost side because both are very important. And the revenue side, there are three acupuncture points. If you want to double revenue, you have to increase by 25% three things: your conversion rate from existing conversations, but closing more of them by 25%. That you do by improving the sales technique. So we get their sales recordings and we improve that. Get the sales scripts and record and, and improve them, their email and record them, whatever, however they sell. We get it, we see it, we improve that, and and we we teach them also how to improve it later. So they improved that increase by 25% the conversion rate. The second thing is increasing by 25% the price that you can charge. And you will be amazed that most people uh, did not did never explore the max price. So sometimes it's so easy because there is just room upwards. You just increase it and you, you still you, you're still selling well. And sometimes we have to increase the positioning and positioning its eight specific things that we have to do it takes around 10 to 14 days and then your positioning is better now you can increase the price by 25% without losing clients and and there are different processes how you how you can test per user until you find that sweet spot you can go also there if you want and then the third thing to increase by 25% is the sales frequency you can do that either by shortening the sales time from awareness to closing making that less days so you you in condense the experience <clears> by creating 12 touch points faster more often you can do that with an rbs a relationship building sequence or on the other side by retaining them longer and upselling cross selling so that you have a lower cost of acquisition but a higher frequency still in the sales and also cheaper sales without new clients, just from your existing one, getting more out of them. So these are the three acupuncture points. And and it's not hard to increase them by 25% in three months if you know what what you are doing. We are like a doctor that every day does just that. So they come to us, we just measure the pulse. We know what's a good pulse and how to change the pulse. Every doctor knows that. And so they come to us, we diagnose we see the three inflection points, we have the templates ready, and it's not that hard. Right. I, I definitely sounds easier. And, and
0: as well, you know, I'm thinking about myself and the organization or the way that things are structured in terms of goals and the tasks to do on a day-to-day basis. The clarity that you get with having a structured plan would be fantastic. So just to reiterate, we're talking... You're, improve, you're focusing on the conversion rate. And so a lot of this would be online. So getting more people onto the site and then getting those people to convert to a purchase. Then you're focusing on the price and seeing like where there might be opportunity to improve the, or or just to kind of improve revenue based on just improving the unit cost. And then I guess the, the if we're talking for online marketing, shortening the sales cycle would essentially be Maybe more frequency of emails in your post welcome flow, your automations, or like unfolding the the brand in a quicker way, maybe so you can shorten the the conversion timeframe.
1: Yes, and in those emails, you can be very so. For example, if if people go on our website strategiesprints.com and they download anything, they will get our email sequence, and you will see that we play a wide array. Of channels so day one you will get something about the topic that you downloaded in form of a, a checklist hey this is the checklist that I used to do that what to do what you're looking for you might like this checklist you use the checklist next day there is an email hmm, and you know when I use the checklist some things can go wrong so this is a video about how I use the checklist and so now that video i put it on linkedin (laughs) and so you go to linkedin we connect on linkedin and you watch a five minutes video and you get value because you were looking for something and now you solved it with the checklist and now one more problem when you use the checklist boom solved with the videos twice value in two days next day another video and that is a bit longer and it's on youtube so you see you see the logic there so in the next 12 days we will have 12 valuable experiences together all all automated i don't even know about you yet mm-hmm. but you have you had 12 experiences with this brand and and now you relax and you go okay stop working let me chill out i i take my ipad i go youtube wanna see what's 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 up with bitcoin Guess who pops up? Bam! Simon here. <laughs> yeah, and in and, and YouTube, we'll say, "Oh, look at this! You like this guy? That's his newest video." And so there is a thirteenth element. So you can create omnipresence easily with with current technologies that we have, with emails, with embedded videos, with sharing what you are really doing, with being yourself, and with the energy that you bring. You can play with music, with colors, etc. So you can create experiences 12 in 12 days. And that's enough for people if they are looking for something and this is the best. And you created an experience that is conducive and makes it easy for them. So you have to de-risk and you have to create enough credibility and de-risking. This is where client testimonials comes in from their industry and how you can show that other people did this. And this is what they say so just bring in three four testimonials that are exactly in their industry and then day nine you start with offers and now you can sell i like that so the email will sell
0: yeah i i like that there's there's kind of a discrete number of touch points that you have as a goal you cite 12 touch points and yeah it's fully automated so the work comes up front, you're thinking about like how you might unfold the brand. So it might be the founder's story. Then it might be maybe some of the, the benefits. Then you might get deeper into the features and you might start talking about like competitive alternatives. And so you're kind of like unfolding that. That. Sounds,
1: that sounds too traditional. They are expecting that. Never do what they expect. Never. Oh yeah. Break it. Break it completely. So we we do it the other way around. <laughs> Okay. we do it the other way around we think so we have a process on how you create those emails it will be very personal it's like you we are writing to a friend it doesn't feel like a brand you are talking directly to them i see you i know you i see where you are hey this is how i do it so it it's much more direct much more authentic as soon as i get an email and there's the founder story i immediately delete and report to spam because hey I don't wanna. I don't wanna get that. I'm interested in solving my problems. Do you see me? Sure. Do yeah. you see the problem? That must be the first email. And then from there you expand and you do unexpected stuff, like going a little wilder into the topic. in In the topic, there are things that are deeper, that are a little bit taboo, that they are not talking about. Talk about that. Mm. And then and then you come with other people like them, and where they were. So making make it very very Un, make it fresh and make it real everything that feels like a script or this is how an email sequence should be feels immediately not alive people would will, will click it away got it interesting okay i do like the the notion
0: of different and, and controversial that certainly gets attention now where do where do you find that a lot of people yeah, get fall into traps or what are the common failures or downfalls in terms of getting too far in the weeds where you you're able to pull them back with the strategy sprints.
1: Yeah, one thing we we just we just hit is people have in their head some tactics that they heard somewhere and they think this is how you do stuff, and it. they they were there for a reason. But as soon as a second person does the same thing, now it becomes, oh my God, this is a sales email coming. Mm. (laughs) And these are the emails that you start hating. So mistakes that I see, people talk about leads and lead generation. Now, would you ever call your friends leads or would you talk like that to your kids? So there are some words that people use that we can really change for better words. So leads. When, if my team writes the word lead gen somewhere, I become a volcano and I say, what do you want to say? What is a lead? Yeah, someone, it's a person who downloaded something. So, okay, then say it's an in, an interested person. Don't call them a lead. It's not a lead. It's an interested person. So in our CRM, it, that, that first thing was automatically called lead, new lead, we called it interested person. And then the next thing is, Contact happened. So use the words that are real and that you would use with your kids, with your friends. So that's the first thing. And question whatever other people do and whatever you think is industry standard. There is no industry standard. And if there was one, then that would have been how your competitors won last week. You want to create how you will win this week. So it's old already, if it's a standard, you wanna move forward and create new things that are more helpful, that are fresh, that are real. And that's what I love about the age that we are in, about YouTube, about the distributed blockchain world. It's getting real. We don't take stuff anymore just because it was there. We are cutting through that and saying, I don't need that, I don't want that, I can go more direct, more real. And so use that in your marketing and in your sales, in the landing page, in the words that you use, and ideally their words, not your technical words. So let me give you an example. We had this client, they were a competitor of MailChimp, and they were creating something that helps you send emails. So the onboarding, the trial was, hey, welcome to your trial, period. Please upload the CSV file. Of course, they lost everybody. Many people don't even know what is a CSV file. And many people, they know what is what is a CSV file, but they don't want to do it right now. Why, why should I put in work? I don't have a reason yet. Mm-hmm. So we said, what happens in three months? If they work with you, what's the magic in three months? What's the transformation? They described that, and then we went back and redesigned the first 40 minutes of the free trial to be exactly that they said they're a small business but they feel as professional as a big business when they send the email so right then let's make them feel it what can we build templates blueprints etc they click this color they click this button they click this copy and then they have the email ready they send it to five people they feel already and after that then you congrats and you say wow you've sent this amazing email it's so professional now by the way we want to help you send even more emails to to your real network. So who is your network? Who are you talking to? Can you upload it here? In brackets, it's a CSV file. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) And now they go, okay, yeah, yeah, I want this. I want to upload this because you are serving me right now. You see, it's such a small change, but it created a completely different onboarding experience. Right. And so... Of course, the conversion rate was higher now, but not just the conversion rate because you're creating wow moments. And now the rest is designing the flow of the next steps also to create wow, 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 wow. And at some point to ask who else needs this? And it's it's not a random point. That's, that's part of designing the onboarding sequence. It's, it's one of the 274 blueprints that we share with our clients. Designing the onboarding sequence is really important Because at some point, you will ask when they say, oh, wow, this is really much better now. In exactly that moment, you will have a template ready, an email template or a script to call them and say, oh, thank you for saying that. By the way, who else needs this? And that's how you create the referral engine out of that. And and that is one very important scaling mechanism. Right. That's really interesting. I I feel that from my own perspective, from like
0: kind of like a, a software developer or, or product owner, where the small things, which I don't necessarily know so well, but if you speak with people and maybe lower the the mental barrier where, oh, like what is a CSV that that might be, it sounds more difficult for us. It's like building a quiz might be harder, but if you can kind of like break it into piecemeal, make it more accessible, then you can overcome that initial hurdle, which could, you know, if you if a customer or user can't get past that, then all the rest is irrelevant because they, they, they can't get past that first step. So that is really interesting. And I think what I love about your frameworks here is that it seems that it's everything is systematized or systemized. So over, you know, whether it's 274 templates or over 90 days or 12 sprints, there's things are are kind of like, made very easy and template templatized so that it can scale across a team and then also that you're almost following a formula of success. That's really interesting. Simon, thank you so much for for sharing your insights and strategies. Where can we learn more
1: about you and and your work in
0: strategy sprints?
1: So our website is strategysprints.com. This is where you find many of those tools that we were talking about. They are open source. You can use them, implement them directly. If you want to go deeper there is the book, Strategy Sprints" on Amazon, where I share many blueprints, many practical situations and how we solve them. Our clients also share how they solve them, many software teams, B2B teams, professional services, agencies, how they solved their problems. And, and I have also a YouTube channel called Simon Severino, where I share my explorations, my mistakes of that week, my insights of that week. Right now, I'm learning how to grow money So how to have my money work for me. So we are exploring investment systems, equities and digital assets mainly. And yeah, that's the YouTube channel, Simon Severin.
0: Awesome. But you got to get daily and then monthly too, right? (laughs) Simon, thank you so much. And that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. We love you for it. If you found anything valuable at all or want to share your feedback, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also just drop us a line, hello, at cartoverflow.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions so we can cover it in a future episode.
1: All right. See you next time.